0: Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that.
1: Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Please.
2: Welcome back. I'm Barb, and I'm joined by Leah, Lisa, and Katie talking about our one cool Hamilton gal. Leah already talked about Lulu Massey. Yes. I was wondering if Brilliant. I was going to pronounce that right. Yeah, but before great. we dive back in and I get to talk to my talk about my gal, I would like to know what is your favorite uh, shopping event in Hamilton County? Dun, dun, dun.
0: There's lots of really cool ones um, around town. Uh, Noblesville Main Street, I will give them a wonderful plug, tries to come up with one nearly every month that, like, has mm-hmm. the most amount of businesses. Yep. Um I I love Fairyville.
1: <laughs>
0: yes. Yes. Um Fairyville, I did it before we even had the library open here. I would take the kids. We went to the first inaugural one because the way that like Ailey talked about it was so fun. But the way that it's exploded into really a fairy festival is one of my favorite things.
2: And it's a weekend long. It's a weekend mm-hmm. long. So yeah. it's you started like with, Wednesday. Yes, you yeah. started with the ball on Wednesday. Yes, the fairy, exactly. Yeah.
0: But it's it's encourages like you can go to Noblesville Coffee and get a glittery drink. You know, during the love week it. you can go to primeval and get a special brew. Notice I'm just talking about beverages at this point. Um, uh Texi Mexi has had uh churro wands that are like fairy, yeah. you know. Aww. So That's like so the whole town kind of like incorporates something yeah, into sh- fairy. Shops bell. decorate their windows. They do yeah. and they yeah. get more fairy it. items and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And then so yeah, so and I people just, come in costumes. Yeah. Oh yeah, the little ones, so the big ones. Everything. I love the camaraderie and I love how the whole event includes Going around town. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, exploring the town yeah. and including the whole town. Um, I love making a fairy house. Like, all of it. So, yeah. um, I dressed up last year as, like, an Alice in Wonderland-inspired fairy. It was great. And was I was adorable. freezing cold the last day. I wore a tablecloth <laughs> as a coat yes. at one point because I was so it cold. It was a, kind <laughs> of like a cape. It was yeah. a cape. It was
2: kind of cape. cape yeah. It
0: did its job. It did. So, yeah. It did. I love Fairyville. And I will... Just champion that until <laughs> very nice.
1: That's a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. Very yeah nice. I agree. I agree. She Any
3: others? Some
0: favorites? Well, I'm not much of a shopper really.
3: Neither um, am I. <laughs> right. So I, I want to say that my favorite, because it's one of the only times I shop, is Christmas on the square. Oh, yes. and all of the nice. shops having their displays in the front window. They all make it look so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, They're and in recent contest, years too. Yes, they do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then in recent years, um, I've just been doing a lot of my Christmas shopping downtown. I find mm-hmm. it way more fulfilling than. Yeah even ordering yeah. online or doing any of that because you can find some unique fun things and think about your family as you're like mm, well yeah does this fit them or them and i love looking at the antique malls
0: yes all of yeah. their
3: retro vintage christmas stuff fun. is some very of my fun. favorite things ever yeah um they also have did they do it this year the ice sculptures on the square during that time not they, this year not this no. year i think okay. they, they moved back it back
1: i think they else. moved it to late like later in january because okay. there were one or two times say when they did it it was <laughs> too, too warm, it was too they warm they melted. yeah <laughs> it exactly. was not pretty so i think they moved it later into the winter that makes <laughs> sense. yeah yeah absolutely. i did love those i remember when they yeah did. yeah those were those nice. were way cool but mm-hmm. they always have events
3: for the shops even staying open late during yeah. some fridays yeah, for christmas, christmas and they nice. really promote small business during that time
1: mm-hmm. so. yeah when my girls were small it was well before the days of the internet and again i don't know how that's possible because i'm only 22 yeah i know right? um amazing. but <laughs> the girls i used to take the girls downtown christmas shopping rather than take them to the mall because i was terrified i was gonna lose them in the mall <laughs> Adorable.
0: scary place yeah. downtown you're like have you seen my kid you know what they look like exactly
1: <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh emily yeah she's over there
0: exactly right she said she was gonna go get ice cream it's yeah
1: exactly exactly <laughs> <laughs> that's funny sweet did anything, you have a favorite shopping event um, you know I'm like Katie I don't sh- I'm, I'm not a big shopper um, pretty much anything involving booze oh there I'm, you I'm go I'm good with yes, that yes right yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm good with that perfect,
3: perfect. It's you awesome. like shopping like for the drinks like Leah yes yeah.
0: Yeah. Who has a fancy drink? <laughs> and you know,
3: our local coffee shops and mm-hmm. Primeval,
0: they're very always on with the theme of yes. whatever is going on mm-hmm. downtown. That is so though. nice. That mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. nice. It's really cute. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. shout out to Noblesville Coffee and Tea who made a Galentine's coffee drink for us. Yes. Right? Yes.
1: That was so sweet. Yes. They brought it fresh that morning. They
2: did. They gave us a refill. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. they were on the spot. Yes. Special thanks to Robin. It was delectable. It was (laughs) delectable. So nice. Mm -hmm. Um, So I attended my first uh, Noblesville Farmers Market this weekend with Gals Guide. So we We did a booth and it was fantastic. How many
0: puppies did we see? Oh, my gosh.
2: <laughs> if you people like dogs. Bonnie. The, right. The Noblesville <laughs> Farmer's Market is the place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, we
0: even saw Lisa there for half a I second. Know, half Before your grandson like ran off like a light. <laughs> and I
2: had to chase him. Yes. He's much <laughs> like
1: his mother was.
2: <laughs> but I loved it because it was a lot of the local businesses, yeah. either Noblesville or just in this area, mm-hmm. uh, Hamilton County, a lot of people, you know. Whether it was dairy, whether it was crepes, there was a lot of food. There oh. was a lot of food yes. and there was a lot of coffee places. I am places. not angry
0: about it. The yes. food was delicious.
2: Yes. That was, <laughs> that was a very nice first thing when we had to be there to set up at yeah. 7 o'clock in the morning. Oh. Uh, but <laughs> it was definitely worthwhile. And everybody, it was just such a fun event. Such yeah. a fun event. They did yoga on the... In the little stadium area, it was yep. just so fun, just such a fun mm-hmm. event. So and it's I will like definitely May be back. through October. Yes, yes, yeah. So we're yep. going to mm-hmm. go back. I think in September, mid yes. September, like September sixteenth, something like that. So mm-hmm. Gals yes. Guide will be back. But a lot of the vendors are there every week. There's fresh mm-hmm. food. There's uh, butchers who are there. Again, dairy farms who are there. Yeah. It's just it's just have fresh have flowers. flowers. Oh, oh the yeah, the flowers were yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So many people walking by. Huge with, bouquets with yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. lots of those huge hangings baskets were yeah. like 20 bucks a piece yeah you know and you go any retail spot you would have paid over double that oh yeah uh, but yeah lots of fresh cut flowers mm-hmm. um we were lucky because we were right after the peony festival yeah so lots of Lots of, fresh lots of
0: fresh cut peonies yeah really yes. they smelled wonderful mm-hmm. so yeah
2: so yep. i'm i think i'm hooked on the noblesville farmer market there you go it has a lot to do with the puppies if you could do mm-hmm.
0: something about
2: the oh my god time in the morning that right. would be amazing if yeah. they did a farmer's books. market afternoon well even like <laughs> six to nine <laughs> in the evening and if they yes, highlighted
1: drinks Oh my that gosh, yes. Be let's just a let's great... talk about drinks more. <laughs> yes, there you go. Yes. Go. Let's oh, by up. the way, I'm a bartender. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Hey, so that's well, you know a know.
3: professional. If you want to check out all of the Hamilton County uh, farmers markets, <laughs> yeah.
1: Westfield has
3: theirs on Thursday evening. Very oh, nice. So if you're I look, didn't know that. If you're looking for an evening farmers market, um, oh. I don't know the exact times, but I know it's a Thursday evening thing. Okay. You Sweet. know, I think
1: Arcadia's is Thursday evening too. Oh, nice. A few yeah. of them here and there,
0: I'll look for the show notes to kind of do some hamco because that yeah. would be really neat to like you know to farmers market oh, yeah. it up for our yeah local i do have listeners. to warn yes. everybody that yeah. Carmel has banned dogs so <gasps> if you're going purely for
1: dog watching Why the would they
2: banned farmers dogs, are... Has banned dogs. Yeah, they, they are, do are yeah. fun
1: suckers right, right. they just fun. suck the fun out of everything <laughs> the dogs were the, like we were
0: dragging because yeah. it was so early and then the dogs started coming <laughs> and then we're like this is everything <laughs>
2: there were dogs in little wagons there were dogs in backpacks plus all the dogs that- <laughs> there was the two bloodhounds that just she- melted in front of
0: us that were yes. just like oh pet me yes. i have melted we're gonna we're gonna
2: look up they have their own facebook oh, and instagram yes, do. we'll put that in the show notes yes, oh my exactly. gosh yeah wow september get yourself
0: a water bowl for dogs
2: that's where we're can gonna lure in. them in yes, yes. yes. that
1: lure the dogs. i mean in. granted my
0: screaming of puppy.
1: <laughs> Was well, <laughs> and not get only and that, get, make sure Bonnie's there. I yes, think oh, we, yeah, totally. Yeah, there were several was, times when <laughs> although isn't we had that just around her wedding, yeah, it is. Ooh, yeah. We'll have to see. Like oh, before. it was the weekend before, but it That's might true. be a nice
0: little respite. Who knows? Mm-hmm. A little yeah, escape maybe she, into puppy land. Well, yeah. yeah,
1: about three weeks before the wedding, there's nothing left to do yes. but worry, right? So, yeah, if we can just put her in the
0: center and say, Puppies, come here, yeah, yeah, she can just be a little puppy she
1: needs. Puppies Mm -hmm. come here. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Done. I think I've
0: got my um uh my matron of uh or what is it? Maid of efficiency figured out there.
2: Very good. (laughs) There you
0: go. Yes you are. (laughs) (laughs) Well who do you have for us, Bob? All
2: right. So um based on, you know your discussion of libraries and that that lovely Mm -hmm. tie-in i'm going to talk about design and architecture which kind of sounds boring no i love it actually she is wonderful this this gal was wonderful um avril Scholl. and i'm gonna say her name probably a different way each time but even her (laughs) last name s-h-u-l-l yeah so i would have said Scholl like with an well, but every time I've heard it, um, like on another podcast, uh, it was Shoal. Like Muscle Shoal so, sort something of thing. like, Yeah, oh, something like all right. that. So Neat. Avril Shoal. She was born Avril Joy Christie. She was born in Carmel, Indiana on that. February 9th, 1931. She was the daughter of Donald and Genevieve Christie. Uh, her dad worked at Merchants Bank. Oh, hey. Her mom was a stay-at-home mom taking care of Avril and her one sister. Um, both girls were described as... Um, Artistic, So uh, loved making clothes, loved making art at a very young age. So they, uh, Avril became um, a self-proclaimed artist at a very young age. She also started making her own clothes while she was in elementary school. Oh. By the time she was in middle school and high school, she was making clothes and not just like mittens and scarves and sweaters, but like ball gowns Ooh. and selling the ball gowns to the upper echelon in the Carmel area to wear to their black tie events. So she was definitely professional at a young age. Loved all of that. Uh, She attended Carmel High School. She went to Butler. She also went to the Heron School of Art in Indianapolis. Uh, Now she did not earn a college degree. Instead, she left college in 1948 to start her own commercial art business, Avril Art Associates, and it was located in Carmel. So in 1948, Um, she would have been 17. So she left college. It sounds like she started college early. She left college early and she started her own art business. Uh, This was not surprising to her parents. She was always kind of described as a very high energy uh, gal and, Mm -hmm. uh, and again, loved art, loved uh, clothing design, that kind of thing. And that's how she made her first foray into the art business and this commercial business. Um, Soon, though, um, she had developed an interest in architecture Mm -hmm. and and housing and building design. She wasn't classically trained in any of those areas, Mm -hmm. but she did get hired by a local builder to trace other people's drawings. So when they wanted to make duplicate drawings, she would actually trace it with the carbon paper and make those Ah. copies. And that really fanned her passion Mm -hmm. for construction and design of buildings and homes and things like that
0: muscle memory as well too i mean you trace something of this corner goes to you know what i mean i feel like you could absorb a lot through doing that exactly you start noticing
2: a lot of things yes Mm -hmm. so i've never heard the term like um like self-taught architect right (laughs) until i met Avril. Yeah, a line. little disconcerting. <laughs> so, so some people did not care for that, especially oh, really? some of the classically... T- Trained architects from that era, yeah. They were like, "Oh yeah, she doesn't know what she's doing. She's you know like never even been. She doesn't have a piece of paper this. on
0: the wall that says she knows what she's doing. Right, right, right. Yeah, but,
2: but she did prove scary. to be that she knew what she was. None doing. None of her buildings <laughs> fell down. <laughs> they did not. They did not fall no. down. <laughs> and 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 I loved it that she was undeterred by her lack of formal education. Yeah. Oh, I that love that. That wasn't going to stop her from doing what she wanted to do. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so after this introduction of tracing other people's drawing, she decided to. Evolve her business into building design and construction mm-hmm. architecture and construction yeah uh, so that was kind of late 40s, early 50s as she made this transition and about that time she met and married uh, Indianapolis newspaperman Richard Schull. Okay. Uh, so he was very supportive of her business endeavors. he of, he often would help her with anything in the business that that she needed assistance with or he would look after the home, when they eventually married and had kids, he would look after the kids while she wow. pursued her business endeavor. So he was very, very supportive in that regard. In the fifties yeah. and sixties. That is rare. early fifties. It wow. was the early fifties. And, you know, nice. as we've done several of these podcasts, I've, you know, we've talked about folks who um, were branching out and kind of going mm-hmm. against the norms. And the one, one of the things that I've always heard, uh, or I've heard a lot, was the support that they had in their corner. Yes. So a spouse that was Makes very supportive. Their families yeah. that were very supportive. their You know, even their friends, that friends group that was very supportive. Uh, even if they said, you're not classically trained. Right. You, you don't have experience. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And when she said, I'm doing it anyway, right. they were still very supportive of her nice. in that direction. Um, the, uh, Richard uh, and Avril lived together uh, just north of Carmel on forty acres, and that's where they had their home, and that's where the business was located. So she gotcha. ran the business from the, the her home property. Uh, now Richard was famous in his own right. He would later be inducted into the Indiana Journalism Hall of Fame. Oh. Uh, he worked for papers such as the Indianapolis Times and the Indianapolis News. Gotcha. Now those probably predate us. Like like I don't Before remember. The right, Indy Star no, it sort of was anything. definitely bef- the News was okay. there.
1: Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yes. okay. Okay so i remember the news um it it eventually fell by the wayside and it was just the star
2: okay and so you're our at at the the table you're the og for (laughs) hamilton county so if you know it we're we're relying on you i didn't recognize either of those names i only knew the indianapolis star right but he was obviously very popular in newspapers at the time um he also became uh Indianapolis first uh, TV critic. Oh. So he started a um, kind of a column in the, one of the local papers uh, and then it became syndicated. So he was actually oh. syndicated in over 250 newspapers across the U S oh. uh, including all of Scripps Howard's publications. So oh. Scripps Howard's was a big yes. uh, publisher at the time. And so he became very well known at the time. Nice. Um, so Richard and Avril became uh, kind of an it couple um, they mm-hmm. were. She was up and coming. Mm-hmm. You know. He was kind of this established businessman. They were kind of a power couple. They even had like you know their own little nicknames. Like they called them. Um, and I saw it written a couple different ways, but Arky and Ave. Okay. Um, so. uh um, <laughs> Yeah. So so that's what they were called. Look how um, Benifer. Right. right exactly. <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, their wedding landed a multiple page spread. In Life Magazine what? in 1951. Now he was a journalist, so he was probably yeah. pretty plugged he in. Knew he knew some people. He knew people. He knew people. Uh, but it also probably helped that she was considered to be a beauty. Uh, right. Several of the articles that I read. And she said, knew how to
0: make a dress. Exactly. So <laughs> right. she could. She
2: uh, she could have been a model, and she wow. was all about fashion design. So you can imagine the wedding, the ball gown, everything was probably done to the nines. Right. Um, and that's why they were on in Life Magazine. But that was that. Was was a pretty big deal to have your wedding in life magazine oh
0: yeah very much um
2: they again they're the power couple they became sought after guests for uh fundraisers and black tie affairs and Carmel and indianapolis um and she would even sometimes still design ball gowns for these events so she would show up in an avril original Mm -hmm. and uh they were considered show-stopping sometimes good (laughs) show-stopping and sometimes bad show-stopping some of the descriptions of her dresses um not favorable from the (laughs) critic whoever wrote it up uh but she was artistic and bold in her designs and a, a lot a lot of forward thinking um and You know, Indiana in the 1950s may be a little bit conservative. Right.
1: Yeah. You think? Mm -hmm. Well, it is now. That's right. (laughs) That's right.
2: (laughs) So you would think it was even more conservative back then. Right. Um, Richard and Avril had two daughters together in the early 60s, early to mid 60s. Their names were Bambi. Oh, my God. In September. Oh, my God. So (laughs) she might have also been Uh, a little bit of a hippie. Right? Right. All right. Right. She was was outside the norm of Hamilton County, Indiana. Right. In the mid-1950s. I think that kind of shows. Cute. Stylish, bold woman. (laughs) Right. Exactly. So, and it's funny because when I was trying to look up how many kids she had, I kept getting thrown by September. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, it didn't even read as a, well, it didn't even read as a, full sentence i'm like i like how is this an article i'm like oh her name is september got it now so i'm sure i'm sure her parents probably thought the same thing (laughs) September? Are you sure that's what we're doing? That's what she was. Was doing. she born on a Wednesday? I I don't know. Sorry, I don't I just, know that. If, if that so would have been thrown in, Wednesday. I would have been. Right, yeah, exactly. I'd have been totally confused. Yes, September Wednesday. I was confused She'll... enough. I was <laughs> confused enough. Um, in 1954, she began showing success with her first home construction project, uh, a home that she designed as well as built. Uh, the house is still standing in Carmel. It's called the Gold Unicorn. Uh, oh. and it was called the gold unicorn because she designed a 4-foot tall gold unicorn statue that she installed in the entrance to the home. Oh. Ooh. Again, she was making some pretty bold decisions. Do we uh, know if the unicorn's still there? The unicorn is actually not still there. So Aww. the when when a later owner of the home uh Avril had passed away, Richard was still alive. They wanted to transfer uh the gold the 4-foot gold unicorn to Richard. Mhm. Because I'm sure he wanted it. (laughs) Uh, But it was broken when they tried to remove it and oh. get it transferred the, the gold unicorn. Was it wasn't broken. a oops,
0: it's broken. <laughs> oh, I can't put it in we my did house not For shame for shame. Correct. Okay. Right. I, right. we don't they
2: know. they did not say say that. So I think if somebody I think someone was trying to do something really nice for yes. Richard. Yes. Especially after Avril had already passed
0: right. away. Right, exactly. Yes. Put it in a museum that belongs in sorry, Ex- exactly. so a museum. Sorry,
3: I all in So is this home like one of the downtown uh Carmel like uh 60s looking homes like so the,
2: so it's yes. it's not we'll get to that okay, that okay. era because that that um, that whole subdivision that you're talking about with mm-hmm. the mid-century modern homes yep. that was kind of her showcase showcase piece but this okay, predated okay, that okay. just
3: a little bit I was wondering since you started talking about her and Carmel and yes, all yes yes you'll you're know like, I I love those you'll know. You're like, Wait yeah, on, I know
2: you've all seen them if you've been on Main Street and Carmel you've mm-hmm. seen her work oh. that's what's so very cool about her uh the house that the the um, the, the golden unicorn house. home uh, was considered a California contemporary. So okay, again, okay. this is mid 1950s, and she's building California contemporary homes. Right in Carmel in 1950, in Carmel, so Carmel yeah. was still very rural area. Yeah. Um, so again, yeah. very bold in her her designs. Um, in 1955, we're going to get to it right now. Uh, okay. Avril <laughs> began a large scale development on a property that was owned by her parents. And it is just west of downtown Carmel, okay. what's now downtown Carmel, on Main Street. So oh, very close okay. to the inters- yeah. intersection of Main Street and Guilford. Okay. Mm-hmm. And two, I of know the, two of the houses that yeah. sit on the street, actually maybe three of the houses, sit facing Main Street. Yeah. So if you've driven down Main Street, you've actually seen Avril's work. And the oh. houses stand out. Yeah. They don't yeah. fit our typical... Homes, right? Yeah. Right, but uh, but that's where she built. Well, uh, I think they're very
3: coveted now because mid century modern is oh very yeah. popular right now. They are very so coveted.
2: I've, I've seen them for sale, and they go for a pretty penny. And they're they do beautiful. They do. They do. Yes. And it's about three miles from my house. So uh, so just last night. My husband and I uh, were out taking a drive and we drove through the subdivision and we'd never driven through the subdivision before. It's only two streets. So it's like this one windy street that ends in a cul-de-sac and then there's a chute cul-de-sac off the side. Uh, The houses are beautiful and it's a throwback to kind of that mid-century modern house. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can, I mean, you can really get a sense of her design and her flair as you drive through there. Only, I only saw one home that had actually been remodeled Mm -hmm. and lost the the imprint oh. of avril oh. yeah, right yeah. so they yeah. had rebuilt it and the inside probably still contains some of the elements right. but the outside looks more traditional two-story than it looked mid-century modern right um and but i might not even know
0: the. you know what i mean the, that is very the true and the,
2: yeah that is absolutely mm-hmm. very true but the thornhurst uh, it was originally called christie's thornhurst edition Christy being uh, Avril's maiden name, so it was named after her parents. Oh. Uh, the Thornhurst edition was placed on the National Registry of Historic Places in 2009, oh. uh, and it's and has definitely received recognition for its mid-century modern architecture. Sweet. And based on this subdivision, uh, Avril became uh, recognized as a master builder. Oh. Um, One of the reasons, again, was due to her boldness for the time and for the area that she was working in. Most post-World War II homes in this area were brick ranch homes, traditional two stories, that kind of thing. But again, as we've talked about, she had a bold, modern approach in construction and interior design. So she was challenging traditional styles and her projects reflected her kind of her artistic flair. Nice. Uh, Again, Unusual because Midwesterners really didn't gravitate toward that look, yes. right? So that's why it still stands out to this day. Kind of cookie cutter, you know. Yes. Do you want it
0: one or do you want it two?
2: Right. right. That's exactly, exactly right. Exactly.
3: <laughs> did she ever design any properties outside of Carmel? She did. And we're going to get that. Too. I feel like I've seen some of her design in Muncie. Is that possible? Oh, yeah, it's definitely possible. Okay. It's oh. definitely possible. It's yeah. definitely look possible. <laughs> I like houses. I'm a real creep. I really oh. look at them when I walk by
2: them. <laughs>
0: Cammie looks in their window. I love
3: it. <laughs>
2: I love driving by at night when it's dark outside. Their lights are on, so you can actually see on the inside. Mm -hmm. sometimes you see things you don't want to see, but you can (laughs) try to see the architecture. Sometimes she'll
0: be like, "Oh my gosh, that house is so cute on the outside," and then she looks inside. She's like, "Oh no!" Uh, Right?
2: (laughs) Right? They didn't know what you see. we a hoarder situation. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Cute outside, and then yeah,
0: yeah.
3: But don't you feel compelled if you see a house in your neighborhood for sale to go look at the listing so you can see what their house
1: looks like inside? No, I want to know what they're selling it for. So like that how much would That's my too. house make? Uh-huh. Yes. It's like okay, Absolutely. so how many
0: bedrooms do they have? Do I have? Right. Okay, all right. 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 So right. we could get at this point about exactly. this exactly, yeah.
1: exactly. Not that all I'm interested no. in selling, just for funsies. It's yeah. like the lottery. Well, especially <laughs> well, I bought my house for forty-seven five. <gasps> so whenever, oh my I, sell, oh, I, are whenever bank. I sell, you Whenever I sell, I'm hitting the lottery. Yeah, there you go. Well,
2: just with the real estate market, obviously everywhere, but here, here in you know in Hamilton County, it's just been through the roof. So keeping an eye on things. Things. But when you sell, make sure you have a place to go because, because you're gonna inventory be is down so much more. Right, and you, yeah. Oh no, and I, I last or,
1: summer I looked at, at moving to my live near closer, nearer to my daughter, and decided I can't leave Noblesville. Right
2: there, you go. Right, you
0: love it too much, and it I loves do.
1: you. It's
2: home now. <laughs> it it's <is>. home. Yes, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to leave your home. <laughs> it is. Um. So Avril, uh, well, she was also a smart businesswoman. So now she's. So this is mid fifties. Mm-hmm. She is mid twenties. Oh my god! Okay? okay, so and working in a field that she doesn't have any experience, right? And she's not classically trained, yeah, right? She doesn't have a college education education in architecture, but she's proving herself in all kinds of ways. Uh, she was a smart businesswoman. Uh, she specifically designed her homes to fit the Federal Housing Administration guidelines, okay. so that loans. Uh, through the GI Bill oh, and yeah, through the yeah. FHA smart. would be approved yeah. for young military families, uh-huh. and again, we had a lot of young military families baby coming exactly <laughs> yeah. coming out of World War II. So again, smart business lady to know to capitalize what, who her market is, right?
0: What her market wants, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Nice, exactly. Um, and kind of to what you said, uh, um, she was. Um, One of the people that bought her homes didn't know what he was buying. He liked the house. The family liked the house. Yeah. But he didn't know that he had an Avril design. Yeah. yeah. Um, And uh, he did some research as they were doing some research Found some original blueprints, knew that it was a found out that it was an Avril design, didn't know who Avril was, did some research into there, but he loved her story as much as I did. And this was a quote out of an interview with him. He said, You know, imagine a 23 year old girl Mm -hmm. in the 1950s telling a bunch of men how to build a house. Uh That had to be fun. I love her. That's why I love her. So she was not only she was not only very good at what she what she did yeah. she was definitely able to motivate the people that worked for uh-huh. her um, to She's take her direction, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs>
0: however, however, she did that. I wouldn't have been that confident at twenty three. <laughs> at well, twenty three, no. at twenty three, no. no. yeah. No. Nobody liked me at twenty three. There's a well, there's a Blink One Eighty Two song. Well,
2: <laughs> <laughs> so not only was she kind of bold and in, in taking direction or mm-hmm. or giving direction, yeah. uh, she was also very hands on. Yeah. Uh, regarding to the designing of the homes and the supervising of the construction. She really loved uh, stonework and stone masonry. Oh, yeah. So she, in this subdivision, if you drive through, you'll see a lot of stonework outside. There's stonework on the inside. Yeah. She was hands-on with doing the stonework. So a lot of the articles that I read about her talked about how she loved the stonework and how she was very hands-on putting the stone on, especially the exterior walls. If she was a dude, she could have been a mason. She could have been a mason. (laughs) She could have been. (laughs) But I think she was. what secrets would she
0: know? I think she oh. was
2: so much more, though. I think she was true, so much true. more. Yeah. Uh, and going back to her roots, she was also involved in the interior design and even furniture selection for her houses. Ooh. So now, if you build a house, typically uh, yeah. your builder does not uh, select furniture for you. Yeah. However, she would do the design, and then she would also render drawings of what it would look like with what she thought was the appropriate furniture right. in, in there. She's selling a whole lifestyle. I need lifestyle somebody to do that for and, me. Yeah. She, right. <laughs> I'm telling you. So she would even go so far as, one of the stories was, one of the houses that she designed, uh, she found the perfect lamp to go into the house.
0: A lamp. She showed up
2: at the house, <laughs> yeah. because people were already living in the house, oh and said, I have the perfect lamp. Here, let me show you where it goes. Oh, my gosh.
1: Oh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs>
2: So well, again, it's like, right yeah.
1: designing furniture for the home. Right, mm-hmm.
2: right. So it was the whole thing. It was yeah. soup to nuts for her. It right. was I'm I'm giving you this whole product, not just this right. house, not just this build. Let me let me help you build this look. Yeah. Uh, between 1955 and 1971, there were 21 homes built in that Thornhurst subdivision. Mm-hmm. They were all designed by her. Uh, the project garnered her much attention. From home buyers in the area who were interested in that mid-century modern architecture, mm-hmm. uh, and this uh, did not please the classically trained architects of our time, who mm-hmm. who really had the degrees, who had more experience, and they were looking at her like what what mm-hmm. is going on? Like she, she shouldn't even be doing this, uh, but she got a lot of exposure and notoriety It allowed her to grow her client list and work on additional projects. Uh, her, so some of the elements, and you probably know Katie, since you're, you're into this, but post and beam construction, and it allowed for these big, oversized windows. Mm-hmm. So at the front of a lot of the houses, you will just see kind of one, uh, you know, kind of one line across the roof. And then you'll have these beautiful big windows. Lots of windows at the top, too. Oh, angled okay. angled windows at the top. Sliding glass doors. Um, instead of horizontal, horizontal siding, mm-hmm. she went with the vertical siding that was also kind of a um, modern look for the yeah. time uh, on the inside of the house she concentrated on casual living uh, spaces uh, and even casual outdoor living so patios and things like that um, walls around the patios kind of designer pieces and elements but informal living she wanted it to be someplace where families could live so mm-hmm. large kitchens lots of storage uh, finished basements describing uh, my dream home? oh right <laughs> multiple bathrooms at this price point um, oh. not a lot of the homes had multiple bathrooms they I only, only had one bathrooms bathroom. right <laughs> right exactly but but you can see that she knew how, her customer base was going to yeah. use these spaces and yeah. she knew what was important to them and she was building those elements in mm-hmm. so not only was it beautiful so was gonna in design i
3: would say she wasn't just uh, worried about the surface look exactly. she wanted it to be functional very yeah. functional <laughs> nice.
2: very functional um, so at least at this price point it was it was all that in a bag of chips um she did do a few commercial and industrial properties but mostly her concentration was on single family homes Mm -hmm. um in the 60s and 70s her homes were built throughout hamilton marion counties hamilton and marion counties uh so a lot of carmel and indianapolis area Mm -hmm. for those familiar with indianapolis uh meridian hills oh
1: Uh, so it's one ah. of my favorite areas to drive through that's
2: very pretty it is a very pretty area so a lot of her homes are in there uh in westfield there the village Farms subdivision okay. which is a huge subdivision kind of north of 146th street she mm-hmm. has a lot of uh, houses in there uh, and as her reputation grew and katie you mentioned this too uh, she began to build outside of her normal area a lot of times people who were interested in mid-century modern would come to her uh-huh. and say come to muncie and build my house and that's what she would do so muncie kokomo evansville south bend brownsburg uh, all of those areas she has her like all of specialty those. clients yes. and stuff like that yes oh, nice. yes I and like some of those now. were a little bit more high-end than maybe what was in thornhurst but sure um, but, but yeah yeah custom neat. projects um one of her first projects outside of indiana was in elkins west virginia where she designed their public library
1: oh you're kidding me no she has a library she has a library
2: we must we must do a road trip (laughs) nice yeah absolutely (laughs) yes um in the 70s she also began selling her home designs so where before it was she was soup to nuts um there was a market as the homing industry grew Mm -hmm. uh so she sold her home designs in the u.s and canada Neat. So lots of lots of exposure there. She has a few apartment buildings that she designed that are still standing in Indianapolis. In Carmel, she did the Keystone Square Shopping Center. Oh, so right oh, in the center really? area. She had the Woodland Springs Christian Church okay. and the Woodland Springs Clubhouse. Both of those are still standing. Um, unfortunately, Avril died at a very early age. Oh. So um, she died in 1976. Gotcha. And she was 45.
0: Holy cow. Um, so yeah.
2: she died here in Noblesville. Oh. Um, and it was due to complications from diabetes. Aww. So there's a little uh, little yeah. controversy on when she was originally diagnosed with diabetes. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was actually involved in a pretty bad car accident in high school. And it damaged her pancreas. Oh. And they said that the, due to that damage of the pancreas, that might have led to the diabetes. Right. But her diagnosis came... Uh, after the birth of her kids. So it was gestational diabetes that she was diagnosed with. So that was in the early to mid sixties. Right. She died in the mid seventies. She did not, she did not take care of herself. So after she was diagnosed, um, she just didn't take care of herself. There were several times that she was hospitalized in diabetic comas during that era. She just Mm. let it go untreated. She wasn't eating how she should, you know, not taking medicines probably as she should. Um, so that led to her early death at oh. forty-five. Um, so the girls would have been like ten and sixteen at oh, the time that goodness. she died. Yeah. Uh, she's buried in a mausoleum at uh, Crown Hill Cemetery, which is in Indianapolis. Gotcha. Um, for the those, big cemetery. yes, yeah. for those in this area, if you haven't been, Gorge. it is a beautiful place to drive through to go walking in. I know that sounds ridiculous, Not but at it all. is a gorgeous, gorgeous cemetery, mm-hmm. very well kept, and it just makes sense that she. Because she was all about beauty yes. uh in construction, mm-hmm. that she was buried here in a in a beautiful mausoleum. Yeah. So
0: well, she was uh, higher in status as well. That's exactly right. And that's where uh
1: where status our fancy people are, are fan- buried. Yeah, thank fancy. You. They you are right. fancy. Yeah. They are fancy. They are fancy. <laughs> <Yeah>. They are
2: fancy. <laughs> fancy. Yeah. Fancy. Um, it fancy. The fancy people. Um, it is said, resting place. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, it is said that she had seven plans on her drawing board when she died. Uh-huh. Um, and like I said, her husband who had Always helped with the business. He would continue to fulfill her orders uh, for not only working on her projects but also uh, her home plans. Gotcha. He would do that for years after her death to make sure that Aww. you know that everything was completed uh, to the way that she liked it. Nice. Um, Connie Ziegler is a design and architecture historian, researcher, and preservationist from this area uh, who was involved in a lot of this information, gathering of this Research. information. Yeah. She has uh, a list of more than 100 homes of Avril's that are still standing in the Indianapolis area. Oh, wow. uh, so given her short life. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she had 20 years, but 100 homes that wow. are still standing. Jeez. Um, and uh, Connie was one of the ones who worked very hard to get the Thornhurst subdivision on the National Register of Historic Places in 2009. Sweet. So Avril had passed in 76, but yeah. this was, you know, 30 years later, mm-hmm. uh, 40 years later, however, however long that is. But Connie worked very hard because she always to thought those homes, yeah, yeah. She always yeah. thought that Avril needed more recognition, yeah, and that she always thought that uh, we needed to preserve her story, yeah. And yeah. so Connie has worked yeah. hard to do that.
3: I had to find a picture. She is very stylish. Oh. She is oh, very, oh very stylish. God. She's oh, very God. pretty. That's part of the Life magazine. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh.
0: Oh,
3: yes.
2: Photos yes. Yeah. yes. So, so loved her again. Yeah. Bold. Kind of going against the norms, following her own artistic flair. Exactly. Starting young. Starting and young. She, yes, going for it. I yeah. love that quote about, you know, imagine a girl of 23, 23. years old in the 1950s mm-hmm. telling guys how to build a house. I know, right? She had challenges. She had challenges, but mm-hmm. she was tough. She was a yeah. strong lady. So yeah. uh, definitely... Definitely love her story yeah, from Hamilton yeah. County.
0: Look at that. Yeah. A nice Hamco girl. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> love <laughs> building it. Building houses for other that, that, Hamco gals. That's
2: right. That's right. So, um, yeah, I'll put the address. I'll give you the address. Yeah, you can show uh, the show notes yeah. uh, for the Thornhurst yeah. subdivision. Mm-hmm. If anybody's down into the Carmel area, you can drive by. And yeah. it is, it's just lovely. It's just really lovely. That, that
1: is really cool. There's another field trip. Yes, Yes, I know. Right? Mm Yes, absolutely. Starting
0: to get our field trip ideas back on. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) get. Sweet. Did you ladies have any questions? That was great. No, yeah, yeah. Was very. She's she very
2: fun, and yeah. um, I was kind of Katie and I. We were talking offline. It was very hard some of the Hamilton County gals to oh, yeah. get their backstories and yeah. get information to feel
0: like you have a full story or at least a story. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. right.
2: Some some mm-hmm. are very specific to what they've achieved. Yeah, uh, but this one I felt like was was uh, a very full you got a story. 360. On we her. Yeah. got a lot in the you know in the 20 years that she was working as an architect. So right. that was really nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you can see her work. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. Love it. Oh, that's All right. Do you want to wrap us I up? I will. That wraps it up for this week. Join us next week for another Cool Woman of History as Gals Guide podcast continues. Thanks for listening.
0: For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening.